part of our visit to the South Coast, our very first adventure activity started with a very early morning rise at 5.30. And everybody was reluctantly heading their way down to the beach and a little bit moody with no coffee because the restaurant still wasn't open and people were cold and unhappy. And then something amazing happened. We saw first light and everybody being media people pulled out their cameras and their video cameras and started to record the most magnificent sunrise I've seen in a long time. Totally unhinged views, beautiful, beautiful uh, breakwater. And then we got to meet uh, Nathan Pinar, the owner of Offshore Adventures. And he said to us, um, have, ever you, have any of you ever been out on a boat before? And we all put up our hands. We were very happy to have ticked that box. But nothing prepared us for the kind of adventure that we embarked on. I think that it took a couple of years off. And I must tell you that I think there were a few of us who were not in the early 30s bracket. And we had no idea what to expect. So we headed out and uh, all was pretty calm and wonderful. And then Nathan started to look for these waves to ride. And I must tell you, I just gave myself over to this amazing energy. And the moment I relaxed and said, this is phenomenal, I'm just going to enjoy the ride. I stopped being afraid. Now we're chatting today to Wayne Marsh. Wayne has been skipping for Nathan and uh, Offshore Adventures for quite a while now. And I want to hear from him if this aha moment is something that many people experience or do they say, please stop, I want to get off. No, that's not like it. Uh, usually we have reoccurring uh, clients. They will come back again to enjoy beautiful ocean that we have on the south coast. So um, I think ours was a bit of an extreme ride because everyone said, let's have more. And Nathan was just looking for those waves to ride. So there were times when the left-hand side of the boat was completely wet and people on the right-hand side were like, what happened to us? You forgot about us. And then boom, the next moment we were riding a wave and the entire team on the right-hand side of the boat were like, thank you, Nate. Can we have more? So that was my experience, uh, Wayne. But you do much more than those extreme rides of the waves. You do a lot of things. And maybe you must tell our listeners about the full suite of services that Ocean Adventures offers. Okay, I can do that by starting off. Uh, welcome to Offshore Adventures. We accommodate one and everyone to enjoy the pristine South Coast sea adventures. We accommodate to do deep sea fishing, fun boat rides, which includes education on the ocean and shark nets and the great sardine run and the amazing whale sightings with dolphins and turtles and flying fish. We have over 20 boats available, which on exciting pencil ducky with extreme riding so if you'd like to get a bit of airtime nathan has experience on this pencil ducky which is exciting and could go on your bucket list most of the luxury it's, boats is this what we did wayne no is man, this this what is we did? only takes two people we take a minimum of six and a maximum of 11 and uh, therefore you can have a big group a party group or whatever they want to do or people that would really like to go and see whales and dolphins. 
especially now the time when the sardines come, the sea becomes wild and we can see lots of sea life. We have uh, other boats that we do fishing, which is luxury boats, which have toilets and even a bed to accommodate the people that are feeling a little bit squeezy from uh, seasick or something like that. Our area is covering from Hibberdeen to the prestige wild coast, including the Pondo Trail via sea. The main base being Shelly Beach, which is the golden egg of boating and tourism. That sounds like quite an extensive service offering, Wayne. I know yes. that we went up to Shelly Beach and it was just so picturesque to be on the other side and see this this urban structure, you know, all of these hotels and waterfront properties and people playing on the on the shore and people in their apartments waking up and we were already wide away from our boat trip. It was pretty revealing. And then I think what happened with us is that because we had so much activity, when it was calm and still, uh, we just wanted more. And people started to feel queasy, strangely enough, when we stopped. And then we just continued. I don't know how long we were out at sea, I think probably about an hour. But it was really the most, one of the most exhilarating experiences for a lot of us in the team. And remember that we were on an adventure trip. So people are used to doing the bungee jump. They're used to doing all kinds of extreme sports. And I must tell you that Nathan is really, really skillful. I don't know how he managed that boat, but we managed to ride waves. And sometimes the boat was like almost, I'd say, 45 degrees. And then he would he would ride that, and then you know all would be calm on the other side. Yes, um, my, all the boats are in excellent condition. Suzuki motors of a uh, large caliber, like two two hundreds or two one forties or two one seventy fives. So everything is in very immaculate condition, and uh, safety is one of our first aspects. And most of the people that come back sometimes. They would even give me a tip so they, you, you'd know that they enjoyed their trip. Absolutely. I think when people give a tip, it's, it's definitely a sign of appreciation. And people, I think in these economic times, if somebody gives you a tip, it's, it's a great accolade for you. Now, Wayne, you're on the sea all the time and, and you've got your sea legs and you're constantly doing water-based activity. For you, it's an everyday thing. But for us who don't do it often, it's really one of those life-changing bucket list moments. And I'm sure that many of the people who come to visit you and experience ocean adventures have a similar, a, a similar story to tell. What for you are some of the highlights working out there in the ocean every day? Some of the highlights is when the people see a flying fish or when, uh, say, for instance, some people that have never, ever been to sea and they see dolphins and then a whale or just general knowledge of the whales and uh, what they do, how they breathe, how they uh, sleep and many other aspects that we educate the people on about our big ocean. So. Are you there at first light every day or do you go out later or is this the norm for you guys to be out there at like 5.30 in the morning? Yes, now we have to prepare the boats well before and make sure that 
everyone arrives and then we send the boats out and if the weather's really good we will be busy till the late afternoon and then prepare the boats again early in the morning to refuel and make sure that the weather's right to take the people out to enjoy the beautiful ocean. So it's not just about the ride out. There's lots of back office work that happens, administration, yes. making sure the boats are well maintained. And I definitely did get that, that we were in a premium vessel that was well maintained because in order to, to have that kind of activity out at sea, you'd have to have a very well-maintained, proper operational strategy for that boat because you've got everyone's, you know, everyone, 12 people from media in one vessel and nothing can afford to go wrong. So I see that they are very high safe, safety standards and that's great to know as well. Yes, uh, most of the people, uh, there is a strict standard of the control tower to the skippers to safety regulations on the base because there's tractors and cables and boats and we have like some of the other companies only have one or two boats but we have access to 20 plus boats to accommodate all the people that we need to get out to sea and enjoy offshore adventures. Wayne before we say goodbye to you is there anything you'd like to share with our listeners? I think for me it was one of those aha moments really really fun but uh, somebody else wanting to do this experience, what what message do you have for them? I said would say to them they're on very safe hands in one of the best vessels that there is to accommodate them out at sea. And the knowledge of the skippers is of a high standard. For example, I'm not very young. I'm over 50. And so we have knowledge that we can give to other people about the ocean. And therefore, they're in safe hands. And we educating them about the ocean. Wonderful. It's been great chatting to you, Wayne. I'm wishing you a great weekend ahead out at sea. And it sounds like there's a lot of activity on the South Coast, holiday makers, sardine runners, and just people coming out to enjoy the beautiful winter suns there on the South Coast. So wishing you and the team all the best. And I'm looking forward to coming back and having another adventure on the South Coast with Ocean Adventures. Thank you very much, and I hope you enjoy your weekend. We're chatting this afternoon to Andre Stenkamp, who started his career as a mechanical engineer in the petrochemical industry and farmed goats and nguni cattle for many years until 2015, when he decided to pursue his love of the culinary arts and give farming and engineering a bit of a rest. Andre is known for his homemade style soups, which tells me he's a man of the earth, because if you can make decent soup, you have my heart. And it's definitely the way to go, in, certainly with the weather that we're experiencing in the Western Cape. And he does traditional Indian style curries, over which we're going to have to have a conversation, Andre. Andre also loves flame grilled steaks, snook and dorada on a fire, and wholesome family meals really is his specialty. Andre, having just come back from the beautiful, warm south coast of KZN, it's such a pleasure to have you with us and to hear all about chefs on Marini. Welcome. Thank you very much. It's a big pleasure, Andre. So you're a man who's made quite a paradigm shift in his career from engineering and farming to being a producer of amazing food. How did that transition happen? And tell us a little bit about that journey which brought you there. 
Initially, um, I started using my footprint in, in engineering, doing less and less projects in South Africa and, and doing a few abroad in Qatar. And then we expanded the farming operations in Groblesdal initially, Nabilinas and Valencias to China and Japan, uh, China and Russia, I beg your pardon. And um, goats, sheep, cattle, always been knowledge where I'm currently at, where chefs and roti roti is at the moment, came up for sale. We identified the village and we purchased the basically as um, an investment. And there were four restaurants running at the village at that time by other operators. And we basically bought the village as as an investment. Slowly but surely, as some of the other operators moved on, we started taking over the restaurants. And at the moment, we basically have two restaurants operating, Chefs on Marine, which opened in 2015. And then last year, December, we opened Roti Roti, which is an Indian cuisine restaurant, also in the same complex, just downstairs, traditional Indian cuisine. So that's really how I got involved in the culinary. Always been keen on making food and uh, obviously no formal training, but yeah, that's basically how it happened and we love it. I do believe that uh, cooking is a passion. So if the passion is inside of you, then uh, it just comes logistically. And if you have an appreciative audience, then what a pleasure, Andre. But this is a story not just about somebody who loves to to cook. It's a story of entrepreneurship. Because when I listen to what you've said, you started off buying real estate. And that real estate then morphed into a series of restaurants where you created its own identity for each of the four restaurants. Now, Chefs on Marine specifically is a sort of multi-cuisine bistro. You have quite an extensive menu. Will you tell us a little bit about that, Andre? Yeah, we're a day restaurant, Janet, and uh, we specialize in breakfast, lunch, and late afternoons. We operate seven days a week uh, from Ramsgate, the Ramsgate Lifestyle Village. Seven days a week, 363 days a year. We have an extensive breakfast menu. We have a bakery, in-house bakery, so we're very French-inspired when it comes to our breakfast selections. I'm seeing uh, that. We I'm bake, croissant uh, and baguette and brioche, yeah, which it, is typically Everything French. is made and baked in-house, our brioche uh, for our buns, French toast, our baguettes, Everything is made and baked in-house. Our croissants are bought in, and we don't make those, but we do bake them fresh every day. That, that is a big, big uh, drop plaster for people coming to the village. I love the croissants. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, croque-madames, croque-monsieurs, a lot of French-inspired lunches, as well as breakfasts. And we do have traditional, we have American burgers, we've got hake and chips, we've got curries, we have a civet machine that we imported from Germany. I we saw do, that uh, and I'm interested to know what that process entails. Well, the process uh, civet basically means under vacuum in French and uh, it's a slow cook process. So we take 
we meet, let's say it'd be a brisket or a lamb shank, and we vacuum pack it with a bit of, uh, let's call it duck fat and a bit of seasoning. And then normally at about 73 degrees or 78 degrees, depending on which cuts of meat, we put it in the ceviche bath for 24 hours. So basically all the taste, all the flavor stays right exactly where it is. It doesn't cook out like in another process. And then uh, we take it, remove it from the bath and then we grill it and we serve it with the red wine jus. Our meats that we do like that, we serve with French beans, which is al dente beans, sesame seed and garlic, roasted butternut and roasted potatoes, lovely gravy, that type of thing. Our lamb shanks are a household name. Yeah, people come from all over to eat our lamb shanks. So uh, no, that's what we do. Delicious. The, uh, that's what we do with the civet. Very interesting process. And I think that uh, the process also helps to keep all the flavors in. It probably makes the meat really, really tender. Very tender, very flavorful. Perfect. So... Andre, there's uh, Chefs on Marine has had a few identities. I think it started out in the village as a tea garden. Will you tell us a little bit about all of the things that Chefs on Marine has been? I mean, the original building dates back to the 1930s. It was a holiday home and they served teas and provided stabling for horses. Quite an evolution. Yeah. I'm interested to hear that. Yeah, but the, deta the details on our website, uh, chefsomarine.co.za, but in short, it started off as Jasper Tea Gardens. It used to be a home, and uh, people used to ride their horses on the Ramsgate Beach and come stable their horses in front of the old house, and uh, it was built in 1932, and then come and have tea, at uh, which was then called um, Jasper Tea Gardens. Later on, it changed names to the Bistro, French Bistro, the Bistro had a few names. And in 2015, when we purchased the village, there was a small French cafe in the village that I basically took over and we changed it to Le Pidore, which is a franchise operating out of Gauteng, franchise type operation. But the, the, the franchise was a bit limited in terms of what people want in Natal. When people uh, come to Natal, two things on the bucket list is normally a good curry and uh, obviously the fish that we have, uh, hake and kinklip, whatever we have available on the coast. So those are the two meals. And the franchise we had didn't cater for that. So slowly but surely it evolved. And uh, because I moved outside the grounds of the franchise, we had to change the name. And we on Marine Drive in Ramsgate. We were two chefs standing on the veranda looking for a name. And then we came up, let's call it Chefs on Marine. So on Marine Drive. So a lot of Wonderful. people might think it's uh, seafood only, but it's actually because we are Chefs on Marine. And sometimes we don't even like calling it a restaurant. We call it a bistro or an eatery because people come here for lunch. They come here for breakfast. The same people. We see the same people coming every day of the week. It's more like an eatery. And we like a bit of a popular. family uh, on the You South have your Coast. regular guests and they keep coming back because they know the quality of the food. 
absolutely. When it comes to quality, our head chef, Damien, internationally trained, uh, we purchase only the best. We we really go out of our way to get good emmertaler cheese, good good cold meats. We've got lovely farmers' boards. And uh, the other thing is all our sauces, everything like that is made from scratch. We do our hollandaise, our bechamel sauces, everything is made from scratch. When we do eggs benedict, everything is locally sourced and uh, some excellent product that we do. We try and keep the standard as high as possible, um, but we are very popular. Obviously, we depended on the holiday trade, as is the entire KwaZulu Natal coast. We are dependent on holiday makers and that. And uh, we're very fortunate to have a great following and uh, from local as well as from Gauteng and other areas of South Africa. It sounds like you've really perfected the art. And when I hear you talk about the special sources made from scratch, sourcing the best cheeses, the international expertise that Damien has, it sounds like you've got this Chefs on Marine sorted down to a bat. And it sounds like it's a taste that is in everybody's mouth because they keep coming back for more. Has that been the secret to the success of your restaurant is the sustained quality standard? Has the brand grown significantly since 2015? From 2015, we've got a great following, as I've said. The other thing is um, management is always around. I'd hate to compare myself to other restaurants, but uh, I am here most of the time. It's a bit of a family-run thing. I've got uh, family looking after the purchasing, people looking after the books. There's always management at the restaurant. Uh, and if I'm not at Chefs, I'm downstairs at Roti Roti. So I'm at the complex 99.9% of the time. And yeah, look, the thing is, uh, food is food and food is good. But people also come to, they want to be just have a nice discussion and most of the people here at the restaurant has actually become almost like friends of mine. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so in fact, I've been holidaying with people. People have been people have been to my farm in uh, Groblesdal. So, yeah, we, we uh, it's like a family and uh, we've had wonderful support. And then again, it's good product, good food and, and being being visible. Fantastic. Well, Andre, we are very thankful that you made the migration from mechanical engineering because it sounds like this is your true calling and we're very happy for that. And it sounds like your patrons are too because food is really social. It's about the experience. It's not only about what you put in your mouth, but the entire ambiance, the experience. And when people come back for more, it's the best compliment you can have because it means that they like what they're tasting and they continue to come back for more because it's a special experience. You know, the team on the ground is present, which always maintains quality standards, which is quite phenomenal for your business and its success. Andre, what a pleasure it's been chatting to you. I'm sure that uh, when we publish Chefs on Marine, people are going to say, oh, but you guys are publishing this like it's a hidden gem. We knew about it all along. But very pleased to have chatted to you today. And uh, thank you for making thank time you. to join us on Jet Setting. Thank you very much.